0: Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals i created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women help you break through self-doubt to your greatness and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business if you're an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout reclaim your personal power and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams. This podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Jasmine Haley, your host, and this week's guest is Jessica Rodriguez, the boss lady. I have to hold this up for those who are watching online. She is my mentor. She's my coach for over six months, and um, she's the founder of Freedom Driven Success. She has an unapologetic mission to help purpose-driven business businesses expand beyond a one-on-one reliant business model with scalable offers that allow them to amplify the impact and profit all while working less hours in the process. And you'll find ways in which you can connect with her at the end of this interview. But I'm over the moon because she's here. (laughs) I'm so excited. I found Jessica through a Facebook ad. Okay. So for anyone that feels like Facebook ads don't work, which I was one of them, I found her and her copy was just like, oh my gosh, this is my person. Like this is exactly everything that I've been dealing with. So you guys are going to, you're in for an awesome interview. We're going to be talking about how to figure out how to find your confidence to follow your own path. And so I can't wait to dive in. Welcome. Thank you, thank you. I am. Ah, I've just loved working
1: with you and your mission, and being able to really follow your dreams, no matter what it is in business and life. It really does come down to this ever-evolving journey of confidence. So, hopefully, in the midst of hearing my messy, beautiful, beautiful story, um, my intention is that those listening really start to see that. This is something that continuously grows for you and we're all capable of having it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There has been like, I could just tell like just through my personal journey, just the different layers. It doesn't happen overnight. It's like you're constantly peeling layers off of it. I feel like through our coaching experience and I started around the fall of 2018, there were certain layers that I just felt like, oh, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if it's even possible. And there was also signs that there, there was another level I needed to pivot towards, and yet I was scared. So, like, there's a whole aspect of mindset that tend to, a lot of us tend to forget. We just, like, we want out of whatever situation we're in. We want more but then we forget about some of the foundation that needs to be built prior to even taking the next step. Yes, and what that really looks like. So what I'll do is
1: kind of go back in... Through the beginning of my story and where I came from. And we'll kind of just you know jam back and forth on what that looks like because I feel that a lot of women listening are probably going to be able to relate to certain aspects of this. And especially the fact of what happens when you have followed this path in life. It's the path that you're, quote unquote, supposed to take. It's the one that makes people happy and excited and proud of you. Uh, Me and my sister kind of refer it to the path that when my mom and dad run into somebody at the store, like, what is the one sentence they're going to say about you about how awesome your child is? Mm -hmm. Like, what is that path? And for me, I thought the path was supposed to be you go to college. You get the the good paying job and the good city with the good picket fence, and you get the marriage and the kids and the house, and you know, all the things that you are supposed to have. And I was heading down this path. I had moved out of state and fell in love with where I live now, which is in Connecticut. And when I got here, I was in college. After I was done, it was one of these okay, like here comes the real world. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. And I got into it, and not only only did I realize within the first year that this doesn't feel like what it's supposed to feel like, I was also navigating that along with over $100,000 worth of debt because student loans are real, not knowing mm-hmm. how to pay your bills and overspending was real, like all mm-hmm. of these things that were happening in my early 20s. And really, I was under this mentality of growing up is my parents always work multiple jobs. So it was you do what you have to do. So look, you're not supposed to love your job. This is just what we do. You pay the bills, you show up, you be a grown up and welcome to life. Ha ha. Like, this is what <laughs> you were waiting for this whole time. And I was just kind of going through these motions and working on an ad agency and It was, if anyone's ever dealt with, you know, that small office politics kind of stuff where you're just like, oh, please, (laughs) like, (laughs) why does this happen? Like, why are we talking about this every day? And it's just like every day felt like the same day over and overhead over and over again, that Groundhog Day. And I remember when the recession hit back 2008-ish, I probably mm-hmm. have my years yeah. a little wrong there. But when it hit, of course, it hit us hard because we're in advertising. So the first thing businesses do is they pull all the money away yep. because they need it to keep mm-hmm. you know, um, the roof over their own heads. And as I was watching that unfold, I saw people in our office that were getting laid off, people that were getting let go because we had to, you know, obviously keep things afloat. And as I was watching that, I remember one day my boss came up to me and he goes, just so you know, don't freak out because you would go when the company goes. So you're in a position that, you know, you have worked your way up here that we'll all go down together. And hopefully that's some comfort for you. Walks away and I'm like, not really, right? (laughs) Because... I kind of feel like I'm on the sinking ship. We're all aware we're on a sinking ship, but don't worry because you're going to ride this
0: sinking ship out. Like
1: I almost feel like, please just slide me off. <laughs> it would be better if I just got laid off at this point, right? Oh. Oh. As I'm navigating that, I had taken on additional jobs. So I was working four jobs at the time. Oh um, my gosh, Jessica. Yes. It was like, like hey, <laughs> if they're cutting down my hours, I still have a job, but I also still have bills and mortgage right. and these cars and all of these things that I just had to have. So I was working about 80 hours a week and I started hitting this point where it was just like what am I doing? Like, what am I creating within my life? And I didn't have the answer because to me, that is the answer, right? You work for what you need, like you show up and do what you have to do. And at the time I started deciding that I was going to control One thing in a positive way, and that was my health. So I decided that I was done feeling like crap when I looked into the mirror. I did not want to, you know, always question myself and what I was eating and things like this. And I go, well, if everything else kind of feels messy, then what would happen if I just did this? So I started an at home program, you know, put in a DVD that was totally burned off the internet like years before, (laughs) and
0: I never did.
1: Let's be real. Um, And I did the workout program. I was starting to share online. But I'm also that person that was like, maybe had 50 friends on social media. And I'm like, I want to hear this. I want to share with other people. But I also want to be super private. So me being private was making a Business page on Facebook, which was like a fan page at the time. Mm -hmm. And I started going in like different forums because I had nothing to do at work. So (laughs) I was just like (laughs) learning all the things, talking to people about weight loss and all this stuff, and just going through the journey. And what started to happen is within the next few months, over on that Facebook page, it was around like six or 7,000 people that were following me. And I was like, guys, like I'm legit saying, here's what my desk looks like with my healthy food. Here, like I wasn't really <laughs> sharing like quality things. It was just, this was the journey I was on. I was losing weight. And I just wanted to share it with people who wanted to hear me talk about it all day long, pretty much, mm-hmm. um, while I was bored at work. And somebody had messaged me on that page. And now I see it as, oh yeah, I was totally just cold pitch, but I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. All, you know, you could make money doing this. And I'm like... Nobody's making money online. Stop it. <laughs> like for me at very smart, I wasn't very smart. So uh, like there's no way people are making money. And she goes, "No, like my friend makes multiple six figures. She made I think like 50k, you know, a year around the time." And I'm like, "That's kind of close to my current salary and you like work from home and you're just like telling people you work out and you don't have to be perfect you know to be able to do this so part of my thinking was literally i'm just the person who loves the challenge so what i did is i just decided let me just try it so i put out a thing i said here's the products i'm using if you do it with me we can put together a private group it sold out the first time sold out the second time sold out and i was like <laughs> I think we got something. So <laughs> within that first year, I replaced the income of all of my jobs and was able to leave.
0: Oh my so, gosh.
1: It was such a weird, like looking back, it was like this roller coaster of first, it was even that I didn't have confidence. Like I would never consider myself to have confidence, but I had a drive. So it was almost like that led the way because. What was my other option? Stay in debt, be in jobs I don't like, working all the time, or what if I just try something new? And I still remember when my husband was like, "You spent $200 on our credit card for like this stuff for a, you know, quote unquote business type thing." And I'm like, "Well, I'm going to use it, right? They're like supplements and things like that. I'm going to use it anyway. It doesn't matter." And my thinking was, if we could just pay our gas bills, 30 bucks a month, Not bad, right? Like, at least I'm making some other money without having to go into another office. Mm -hmm. And as that started to build, I started to see a lesson that nobody wanted anyone, like, nobody wants influencers to actually be perfect. They create that story for themselves, like, they just want to connect with real people. So as I was sharing these products, people were buying from me, not because I was going to you know, give them this whole transformation. I didn't have the power to do that or the skills. I had a belief in what I was using. It transformed my life. And hey, maybe you want to try it too. We'll do it together if you're buying it through me. And that was just the piece that became that catalyst to business which has then evolved into you know multiple businesses at this point but it was that first step in and what i started to realize is all throughout the process that it was really it wasn't about having confidence going in it was more about having this faith in the bigger goal, and not knowing what it was going to look like. And that turned into confidence. So it was like, I had to be willing to take that leap first, and cry and kick and scream and say, Who am I to do this? And like all the things that came up. But once I was able to do that, all of a sudden, I would see the positive proof, I would see those wins. And every single win built that confidence more. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are a little different in how they're wired. And I realized that I needed to see and experience winning. I already have proof that I am capable of doing things, whether it was originally getting the degree, whether it was buying your house, whether it was switching jobs. like You have proof in your life that you've overcome things. So what mm-hmm. if you use that to like tap into it in those times when you are making a leap
0: and things are pretty scary? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so powerful. So, yeah, I mean, man, that is so powerful. And you know what it reminds me of? The book that you gifted me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am reading it right now, Leveraging the Universe. And sometimes the experiences that you're taking, it's like, this is what you were handed. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it can suck, you know. Yes, I'm not even sure what's going to come about, but I am going to utilize the space that I'm in to just do something. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you did that, and it is a measure of faith for me. I like to let. I like to write. Okay, I'm going to do step one, and then step two, and then step three, and then everything is going to pan out like like that. And it hasn't. So far, mm-hmm. it hasn't. And I have, that book is really helping me to let it go. Know that there is a measure of things that that are within my power that I can do. And there's so much of it that I need to step out in faith. And I can block that universe blessing me, right? Mm -hmm. Or God blessing me in the way that I'm meant to be blessed because I have to control everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, man, that's so powerful. That's so crazy. So, all right. So you, you're building confidence, confidence in this. But one of the key things that I think really stood out to me when you were talking about is just historically the, the, what your parents have set, the example mm-hmm. your parents have set. So if you're in a situation where you see your parents have three or four jobs and they work and they work and they work and they work and they work, they're miserable the entire time. That's what I've seen growing up. Mm-hmm. And you just work to make sure you take care of your bills, but you're never really encouraged or, or ever really um, given the example of making such a large amount of, of funding because mm-hmm. that's not really what you grew up around. I came from a disadvantaged background, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes as women, we tend to not want more for ourselves. We may say, oh, well, this is a safe area. Like, this mm-hmm. is it. This is how much I can achieve. just about this. Yes. So I love that you mentioned like getting the, the wins. Me going to college, I was the first of my, my siblings to go and mm-hmm. reaching some of those goals. But there's still that level of that you're afraid to even break past some of the levels that you think are supposed to be meant for you. So how do you get to that place of as you're following your path, understanding that it's more than just what you may see? with your mind's eye for you to read. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So this becomes really key too, where it's about that fear of outshining. So I remember when I realized that I made more than my parents like combined, I was like, Oh my God, this, this shouldn't be allowed. This shouldn't be, you know, like you start feeling that guilt. And then from that was all always this belief inside that like you were meant for something bigger. And I don't know what... I still don't know how to define that. Like I don't know what bigger is. However, what I started to realize is that I would be doing a disservice to my creator, to who has put me on this earth to serve by not exploring what that is. So like for me, I feel everyone has a certain gift and everyone has something that they need to be working towards, right? But very few actually explore what that is for themselves. So they feel this like tug and this pull. And instead of trusting in that, and that's very blind trust, right? Because it doesn't make sense. So instead of doing that and like really leaning into it and just having that feeling of belief in the fact that, look, if I go that way and something for some reason doesn't work out, you can always go back, right? could always go back and get a job. You could always go back and do these other things. Um, but what would happen if I don't trust that? And that fear of regret was too big for me. So that alone continues to push me. Like when I get pushed out of my comfort zone, I'm just like, please, why do you need me to up-level again? Like, I feel like I just did this last week. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized that it's because this is that growth process to whatever your purpose is. So I stopped trying to define what that is because I'll never know. And I could list all the steps to what I think is the outcome is. And then I feel like he's up there just like, Ha That's
0: what you think! Let me bring you over here. This is actually where you're going. So a lot of trust. Yeah. Man, man, oh man. It is... Uh, it's, it's not easy. No, not at all. Not easy, and a lot of times you you really have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and understand that things will work out. Just like when I saw your ad last year, who would have known that that would have? I have still to this day, I don't know what it is that I clicked that put your information on my on my um, thread to actually see. And a lot of the stuff that I've learned here um, from the process of coaching with you have been beneficial to me personally and, and professionally. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, going forward, I'll be okay. I'll yes. be okay. <laughs> we all figure it out somehow. We'll be okay.
1: hmm And that's where that confidence builds of how many times have you been in spots where you didn't know what was happening And you were okay. And even though I don't have, you know, little ones of my own, I always think of it as motherhood. They just hand this baby and they're like, you'll figure out how to make it live. Like, (laughs) like, Oh my God, you're trusting me to take this thing home? Like this whole bundle of human? Like what is going on? And you figured it out. And was it hard? Yes. Were there nights that you were like, dude, this was like the wrong idea. Like all of these things happen. But then you have those moments where you're just like, this is exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And the same will happen no matter what, if it's that you're looking to elevate in your business. And this was something that was huge for me, whether you work for someone or for yourself. I had a lot of forgiveness work to do of my last job because by the time I left, it was like, you don't pay me enough. Everybody's this, everybody's that, right? It was all the ways... That I was being a victim, right? And what I started to realize, and this took me a while, especially running my own business to see, was that whole experience and what happened actually made me a better employer because I made sure that when I bring people in, it's very clear on, hey, we don't work these days. I don't want you to put my business before yourself. I want that, like, this is what I'm looking for because I want you to be taken care of, of a person, or you know, as a person that is in this business and be behind our mission. And if that ever changes, then I want us to break ways as friends because there's other things for you, and I want to, you know, cultivate that environment. Well, I would have never got there unless I was in an environment that was the opposite. Just like you don't appreciate your spouse unless you had probably a. Icky kind of relationship before. And then all of a sudden, you're not saying he's too nice. You're just like, oh my God, he got me flowers. (laughs) Love this. It it happens with everything in life. Like sometimes we have those bad spots just to prepare us for the better
0: ones. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I didn't coach with you for fitness. So why Mm -hmm. did you make that pivot? Like how did you get into a lot of the work that you're doing? Because for you, you are a business strategist Mm -hmm. and you're a master worksheet creator. I'm just going (laughs) to (laughs) add that. The workflows, all of that stuff. I have never seen anything like that before in my mm-hmm. life. So, what made you pivot into business strategy? I was done. <laughs> I
1: was. He, what started to happen, and I'm still like unpacking some. Which just to say, this has been that was 2015. So this is oh, how long, like wow. unpacking from that that shift and that pivot. Wow, is part of this comes down to I hit a point where I, I realize, and I would say this is also part of like what gives me confidence in other areas of my life is that if you're working towards something, no matter what it is, and Maybe you have it where 10% of it is kind of crappy, right? Like for me as a business owner, it's like my financial stuff. I don't really like doing it, but it's part of it. And if I want to earn more, I got to take care of my money. So sometimes you'll have those 10% of anything in your life that overall you don't like that part, but 90% you're good. Well, I had a call with one of my friends, and she was a mentor at the time. And when I talked to her, I said, here's what I think is the problem. That I only like about 10% of what I do." And she's like, I don't know what to do with that. And I go, I do. It's time to go, right? Because the tables flipped. So for me, it was that I was doing so much to support people. I wasn't even working out at that point. like. I would, I would see people in the industry that would literally throw water on themselves and take photos to take selfies because they were also burnt out and done working out. Yeah. It was like, well, what happens if you have this fitness brand? And by then it was built so far up that I had lost myself in the process. That's my own issue that happened. And I was trying to be somebody else. And in that, it was just like, I can't do this because I don't I don't like it. I don't feel good. If I never talk about macros again, like my life would be made. Like all this, I was just so done. So I realized that for me, with any shift in life, it's when that balance flips. So if I find that, hey, that 10% is now getting to 40%, is now 60%, you waited too long and it's now time to change. So I change things a lot quicker. We had built an uh, ad agency right after that, and I had it for six months. It was already at six like over 10k months from the very first time we started it, and we were going, we were making money. I was like, "Shut it down." and it was just like, "What are you doing? Wow. It's been six months like you're you're doing exactly what you wanted I'm like, "Nope we have Cross the threshold. I can't stand this freaking thing. (laughs) So (laughs) because it was just so much writing, and you know the way I had it set up essentially wasn't um, right for me. So this allowed me to evolve into my business because it was like I, I've always known advertising. I've always known social media. Like I met my husband on MySpace. Like (laughs) I am just. (laughs) I have been all in business for as long as I can remember in different capacities. So why don't I just take those skills and help other people be empowered to do it for themselves? So then it started to go more into business strategy.
0: Wow, that is so awesome and so brave of you. So brave because sometimes the comfortable cushion of finances makes people stay. Yes. I mean, man, that's a huge deal. And that's, I mean, it's important. It takes a lot of courage to to listen to what your gut is telling you. And when you're in those
1: spots, the best advice I always give people, and I get so dramatic about this on purpose, I'm going to encourage you to be as well, is when you're making a decision... And it's scary, whether it's financially, you know, if you have a family, obviously you're taking them into consideration. There's a lot of things that are going on. Is that I always go, like, okay, what's the worst that could happen? So if I did it and say you switched a job, what if you hate that place? Okay, so then I would start putting in applications and I would move to the next spot. And it's like, Okay, is that that bad? Like maybe it wasn't an enjoyable five months, you know, in the process, but overall, is it that bad? No. If it's on the business side and it's, okay, I made this large investment and I, let's say I don't get it back or I lose even more than that. Okay, what happens? Uh, I don't pay my bills. Okay, what bills? Oh, your mortgage too. Okay. So how long until they take your house? Eh, Probably like a year or something. Okay. So let's say you're not paying for a whole year. You haven't figured this out yet. Then what are you doing? Like I will go all the way down to, so we're in a box, which means like all my friends suck because nobody let us stay with them. Like not one person. If we're all the way to a box on the street, it's like, you know, we'd probably be very good minimalists. Like, great lessons. He would still make me laugh. Um, I mean, we'd figure it out. And then all of a sudden you realize how ridiculous you just brought yes. it up. You know, right. Like a lot would have to happen for that to happen,
0: including having crappy friends. So oh, same thing. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Another friend of mine, um, her name is Natalie Fike. She's a, um, the world's greatest MC. She's a phenomenal speaker, motivational speaker. And one of the things she talks about is finding the lie, like actually sitting down and like writing the, the lies that you continually tell yourself mm-hmm. and finding the source of it. And I realized that a lot of the narratives I would create in my head just recently, mm-hmm. or a lot of things I would say even that I've even mentioned to you in our coaching sessions is because of childhood experiences where someone may have told me Mm -hmm. that. And it became the narrative for like my life for the last 34 years, like seriously. And it's just, it's amazing. The talk that we put in our own heads, where it may come from. And, and I love the fact that you point out like, Like take it all the way down, take it all the way down to the box, you know, and I think that's powerful, powerful thing to help us with our decisions. Yes. And I'm so convinced at this point in life that
1: it's all the way up through your teenage years. It's all about learning. Then your 20s is all about like messing it all up because now you have to like do things with it. And then your 30s is all unlearning everything and realizing like nobody was right. No one knew how to do this. And we're all gonna just figure it out. (laughs) So what's the stage
0: in our forties? What happens in our forties? Yeah, see now I have to figure it out because I'm not there yet. (laughs) So now I don't know what it feels like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm curious because I just feel like 30, I got my glasses. I was like, Mm -hmm. I can't see, like I can't see the sign. Okay, all right. And then I really started this personal development, all of this training, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm unpacking so many things over the last couple of years. And I'm just wondering, like, what kind of woman will I be in my 40s? So maybe we'll talk about it then. (laughs) I
1: like to think we're gonna be like so wise, which now, like, 60 year olds hearing are like, no, that's at 60. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you what the next two phases are first (laughs) before you get to super wise.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. All right, so um, let the listeners know, well, before I tell them how to contact you, because I'm sure Mm -hmm. they're interested. Um, tell them exactly what programs you offer. Like what do you offer currently right now?
1: Yes. So I, uh, my main thing is the, uh, oh, hold on. <laughs> I almost like, we just pivoted. I was like, I almost went to the totally wrong thing. <laughs> um, our main offer is the clients to a, uh, Courses society. So you can be able to just go to clients to courses and it's doing exactly what you think, which is helping those who serve in a one on one setting start to shift over to online courses so that they can scale without compromising their time to do so. And then outside of that, I would say come hang out with me on social media. Feel free to DM me. Let me know you heard me on the podcast so we can be forever friends over at Freedom
0: Driven Success on all the things. Yay. All right. So tell me, what is the best advice you've ever been given? The best. The best. No pressure. But (laughs) it will be that
1: the most important part of your business is you. Mm. And that is both from a take care of yourself first before your clients, but there is nothing wrong with that. Like you come first. Um, And then on the other side, the best part of your business is you, which means unapologetically being who you are out there and trusting that the right people will attract to that. Yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.